Well, guys, everyone's excited about the new COVID vaccine in New Jersey. Started giving out its first doses. Yep, people in Jersey were separated into two groups, blood type A and blood type O. According to a new study, the so-called cat scratch fever illness that is caused by animal bites or scratches can cause psychiatric symptoms. Though it's just as likely the psychiatric symptoms are what led you to get a cat in the first place. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Cat. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic edition of After Not. I shouldn't say that because we don't know if it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> what well, we hope to be a fantastic edition. Um, oh, if I may, so many comments, so many DMs. Um, I would love to shout everybody out who, who did send that to us. But I just want to say thank you so much for your really kind words after we announced that we won the award yesterday on yesterday's podcast. So many listeners reached out to say that that was awesome and congratulations, telling us about how loyal they are as a listener. So we appreciate all of you. We did get all of your messages. Even if we didn't get a chance to reply back, just know that we got them and we so appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. We have some uh, very pressing things to discuss in this edition of After Nine. Mm -hmm. And I think just because we're now nine days away from Christmas, nine days away. That's it. Let's start off with some news about jolly old St. Nick. Okay. Santa Claus. Um, I don't know if you give these cops a lump of coal or what we're going to do with them, but in Ireland, just the other day, the cops pulled over Santa. Santa, at the time, was doing a sleigh tour in a neighborhood. He was handing out presents to kids. That's beautiful, isn't it? That is really, really nice. Of course, Santa, such a generous fella. Here's the problem. Santa Claus was apparently not paying attention to the police Twitter where they constantly remind you about an unsafe load and making sure your vehicle is safe. He didn't think to have proper lighting on the back of the sleigh. Imagine being the cop and jamming Santa Claus with an unsafe vehicle ticket when he's driving in a sleigh handing out toys to kids. Just trying to be a nice guy. They gave him a choice. He could have a ticket and leave the vehicle where it was, or he could affix proper lighting to the back of the sleigh and carry on with his journey to hand out presents to the little ones. <laughs> you know, that's a real... Uh, uh, I get what the cops were doing. Yeah, sure. You've got to have proper lights on the back of your vehicle or it's not safe. Eh, maybe you could have left Santa Claus alone. We are just days away from Christmas, if you don't mind. Or do you think the cops did the right thing by giving them a, or by giving them that ultimatum? I mean, you want a ticket or do you want to put lights on? Obviously, it's my. It, it's easy for me to say because I'm not in the position where I have to be the authority here. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably let it let it go, right? I think so. Hey, better yet, why don't you get the the cruiser in behind the sleigh there, throw on the flashing lights, and make this an even bigger deal for the kids who are getting a little visit from Santa Claus. That'll solve the no lights problem if you've got a cruiser behind it. Apparently, Rudolph's nose is only good for the front. Doesn't work on the back. Big problem. Uh, did we talk about it in the podcast last week that I think we did the kid who went to visit Santa Claus and he said he wanted a Nerf gun for Christmas and <laughs> Santa said no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think if we did talk about it in the podcast. Yes, we. I think we did because I remember thinking I think I said he was a prick. So I don't think I would have said that on the radio. 
Um, yeah, and he was a prick, by the way, that Santa Claus. But we have an update on the story. Yeah. So here's the thing. We explained that mom went on Facebook, very, very upset that she went to the mall with her kid and Santa Claus made the kid cry by saying, nope, no guns, kid. Sorry. So the mall pulled Santa Claus aside when they read the Facebook message and said, hey, get the fuck out of here. You're fired. They fired Santa Claus over that. Well, yeah. Sorry, but he, he not even sorry. No. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not sorry. He needed to go. You can't do that. Your job is simple, okay? You fucking sit there, you listen to the kids, you nod your head, you shut your bearded fucking pie hole, and you just carry on, next kid, next kid, smile and nod. You don't know what's happening at their house, you don't know who their parents are, what their situation is, you don't comment on it in any way, shape, or form, you say all the basic things that Santa says, you say, if you've been a good boy or a good girl, or and make sure that you're treating your family well. Do all of those generic things that you're supposed to, and keep your fucking personal business out of it. It's easy. Wow. Okay. Um, Well, there's an update to the story. Enter the National Rifle Association. (laughs) What's up, NRA? Oh, no. They didn't give the kid a gun, did they? They took that video because it, it was filmed. A lot of people will film the visit between the kid and Santa Claus when they go to the mall. So the video captures the whole conversation. The NRA took exception to that. Like, yeah, what's wrong with the guns? Guns are great. We love guns. Not only did they send him the Nerf gun he wanted, apparently this kid from various uh, gun sympathizers across America have been inundating that family with nonstop toys. Most of them guns to make up for the fact that he cried because Santa Claus told him no guns. So let's recap what's happened here. Santa says no, NRA says yes, kid gets guns, Santa gets fired. When you think of it like that, it's pretty remarkable when you just see it on paper and don't know much of the story. Santa's fired, NRA getting a lot of credit for helping out a kid over Christmas. Wow. What a silly situation that was totally, totally preventable. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Santa is really there in a listening and photo-taking capacity. Not necessarily a correctional uh, thing that he has to do there, but he lost his job over it at Christmas. Nuts. This is totally random, but I want to mention it here because I just read it this morning and I thought it was fascinating. I think you and I feel like we do a lot of work in a day. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Do you like honey? Do I like honey? Honey. Uh, honey. Like you uh, spread yeah. it on toast, you can put it in your tea. Yeah, like, you I mean, I'm, you God, it. I'm not anti-honey by any by any <laughs> means. Do I have it daily? No, but yeah, I'm all for honey. Yeah. Who would be anti-honey? Yeah. <laughs> who, who are those people? Honey? Fuck that. No way. I don't know. They added it up, worked it out. If uh, if bees were paid a minimum oh, wage, oh, here we go. A jar of honey would cost one hundred eighty-two thousand dollars in labor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. That's their makeup. Quite literally working your butt off. Yeah. Thank you, bees, for all the honey. They're incredible. Bees are incredible, and we need to save the bees. Find out, you know what you want to, if you want to do something kind of fun, different, support local this Christmas, I'll give you a little tip. Look up um, places in your area um, that will sell you local honey. And there's a uh-huh. lot of farms that will do this. And, and some people just randomly have a beehive on their property. They're not necessarily a farm. Anyway, find it. Buy it. You'll support local. It's a great little stocking stuffer. There you go. And the bees will like that you at least did something with all of their hard work. They get it in the bee newsletter where they find out, oh, hey, cat bought some honey. And they're all like, yeah. Yeah. Yee. 
is what it sounds like, actually. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Mask Singer finale is on tonight. I know not everybody watches this show, but it's one of the few that Kat and I are both into. Yeah. Do you want to go out and make some predictions about who is going to win it all? I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know my take on this. I think I'm I'm like 99% sure Nick Carter is is the crocodile. If I'm wrong... I will fully admit that. Tomorrow, podcast, you're going to get a confession from me that I was wrong and I'm silly and ridiculous, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Um, the Sun, I'm still sticking with what I thought from the beginning, which seems like an obvious choice, but I think the obvious choice in this case might be correct, and that would be Leanne Rhymes. I don't know. There's not a lot of people that sound like that, but I thought mm-hmm. your early prediction, and we'll get to yours in a sec, but I thought your early prediction on that actually was pretty good, and it wasn't Leanne Rhymes. Um, and then finally, the mushroom. I am so stuck on the mushroom. My best guess, and the only thing that I've come up with so far, is Frank Ocean. That's it. That's all I got. Frank Ocean. Interesting. That hadn't even crossed my mind. So I think everybody knows the crocodile is Nick Carter. That's going to be fun to see a Backstreet Boy get unmasked tonight. My assumption is, I went with it all along, and I was convinced until I watched last week's performances. I thought for sure the son was Martina McBride. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of thinking, oh, there's a good chance Cat's right on this one, too. And if you go by what people are putting out there on social and on the various uh, messaging platforms, it seems like most people think it is Leanne Rhymes. So I am totally prepared to admit my earlier guess may have been wrong. I said Martina McBride. You think Leanne Rhymes? I think you're probably right, but I'm going to stay with my original guess. You should. You should stick with your original because I didn't hear very many other people say that. As for the mushroom, I'm going with RuPaul. 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 Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and I'm not even sure what the pronoun is, so I will just say I believe RuPaul fits the clues and definitely the story that seems to be evolving, and the voice wouldn't surprise me at all if RuPaul's got a fantastic voice like that. So if that's right, boom, that's what I think's going to happen. Okay. All right. Good e- either way, I'm confident that we will get at least one out of three tonight. We'll find out tomorrow. You watched The Bachelorette last night, I assume? Unfortunately. Guys, we were warned in advance. We knew, we all knew that if we didn't get the numbers under control, hometown visits this year were going to be different. And they have to be different. We can't gather in the hometowns. So whatever shitty resort they're at, La Quinta? Somewhere in in the Caribbean? What a dumb thing. It's so funny, Scott. Like, it's so stupid. I'm looking around this resort thinking, was that the nicest resort you could find in the entire (laughs) fucking Caribbean? Really? I think they seriously had no time. They needed to find one that, A, was available, B, big enough, and C, able to host them production-wise in their budget. And I, I, I actually laughed out loud several times last night. So in one particular case... And we can we can maybe do this without spoilers. I don't know. We could we might spoil it later, but I'll, I won't give you any spoilers in this moment. So Zach, she goes on this hometown <laughs> hometown date with Zach. Now Zach is a New York City guy. Okay, he does New York City things. But like we said, they're on a resort in the sweltering heat. But they decide to make it seem like New York, except for the fact that it wasn't at all. And they made them, they made them. Walk around, and I, yes, walk in a taxi cab. But the taxi cab were made of slabs of plywood. So they had to pick up these plywood cabs and walk it over and waddle it over to this bagel stand and have their bagel and do their New York thing. 
get back in the cab that they fake hailed. It was so fucking stupid. That is stupid. Got back in the stupid wooden fucking cab, picked it up in the sweltering heat. Poor Zach's just dripping sweat, waddling this thing over to a pizza stand. Oh, New York pizza. It was dumb. It, I mean, the whole thing was kind of silly. I, I I know that they wanted to try to stick to their bachelor, bachelorette thing, but maybe they should have just switched it up. But the family members did come in and did get to meet Tasha, some of them. So at least they were able to do that. But all the rest of it was lame. It was ridiculous. You know, there was one guy who was from a small town and they wanted to seem like, oh, yeah, this is our country fair kind of thing. But all they did was steal the shitty games out of the arcade. <laughs> you ever been to an arcade at a resort in the Caribbean? <laughs> Like, Pac-Man is modern technology down there. Are you guys fucking kidding? You're not kidding at all. You're not joking around here. I know. It was so bad. Oh God, guys. It was like, really guys, bad. okay, we have to pivot, so to speak. So switch it up. Instead of hometowns, hey, we're going to have a, a nice distanced visit by the waterfall. Oh, here for the next guy, we're going to have a nice distanced visit over in the fucking buffet. <laughs> it's a resort. We've all been to one. We know how they work. They made that... That little La Quinta resort look like it's huge, but it's really not. I don't even know what country that's in. Where is that? Uh, they're and in, you guys could have no, at least sprung the, the money for a sandals. No, like, no, shit. they're in the States. I believe they're in, like, I want to say it's a place in, I'll look it up, but it's a place in, like, Arizona or something. Like, it's, Really? It's, a, it's an American resort. Yes. I thought they at least went to the Caribbean no, or something. No, there was way too many issues because they wanted to be able to bring in family and have people on standby in case that could just quickly take a COVID test before they came in. It, it, which, thank God they did, by the way, because we would have still been sitting there watching fucking Claire on an <laughs> island. Like, it would have been terrible. <laughs> oh, the whole thing just looks so hokey. It's a good thing the cast is good. And by good, I mean they're terrible. But no, <laughs> because that's the only thing saving this season is that crop of guys. I mean, you've got Tasha who's so good, and then you've got all these guys that are trying to get her. And I think every single one of them has got some pretty serious emotional issues. Yeah, it's it's brutal. By the way, it's in California. La, La Quinta Resort is in California. I was completely off. It was not Arizona, but it was still hot as shit while they were filming. The guys, I felt so bad for the guys. And I don't understand. Tasha just was like, cool, calm, whatever. All of them were dripping sweat out in that heat, trying to pretend to be part of their hometown. It was so dumb. Tom Cruise is in the news. Mm. We haven't done cruise news in a while. (laughs) Before we play the audio, for anybody who hasn't heard it, we're going to play it again. Is he right or should he just shut his mouth? Was it a publicity stunt? What's your first instinct? Because you're usually really good at sniffing that sort of stuff out. Okay, so I do think that it's legit that he did yell. Um, I think that he also may have realized someone might be recording him and he was okay with that. I don't think he will be appalled when he wakes up this morning and sees that everyone's talking about his rant. And you know what? I think he'll also be proud of what he said because he is true, truly trying to make this freaking movie work. And I got to tell you, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for this at all. Don't do it. You're fired. And I see you do it again. You're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it! No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their f***ing homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this f***ing industry. Wow! 
Wow. Yeah. That reminds me of the voicemail that Alec Baldwin left for his daughter. Like he was going off. So let me tell you a bit of a backstory, according to these sources, of what happened before he went off. So we all know that they've been in this bubble filming this movie. And by the way, they were one of the first to be able to get back to work with COVID still in the picture. Okay. So this, they have been the go-to let's call them and see how they've done it because we are going to follow all their rules. Kind of like, you know, the NBA did their thing in their bubble. So everyone else is trying to figure out, okay, is that the best way to do it at the time? So they're the movie that people look up to the most because they were back in during the first wave still. So that said, he was extremely strict. By the way, this is a lot of his money going into it. Yeah, he'll make it back tenfold, but it's a lot of his money, his time, literally blood, sweat and tears went into it. So then he walks in with all these protocols in place and everybody's well aware of the rules whether you're on a movie set or not there's a lot of rules but while you're there especially it doesn't matter that you're in this bubble you're still wearing your mask you're still socially distanced so apparently what happened was he walked in and watched two people at the computer monitor watching footage side by side i'm not sure if they not distanced not wearing not masks. distanced at all and that's one of the main rules and that's when he lost his shit he lost his shit um, Dave Blizzard joining us now in the podcast. Dave, did you hear Tom Cr- uh, Cruise's rant? I did. Yeah, I was. I was disappointed that the audio wasn't as clear as the Christian Bale one. Well, on he was yeah. wearing a mask. To be fair, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise had to wear a mask, and he had to try yeah. to scream through a mask, and that's not an easy feat. No, I was going to say, yeah, Even it was for a, Tom. <laughs> it was a lot of like, son of a bitch, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that. How great would a movie be that was only Christian Bale and Tom Cruise yelling at each other? I'd watch that for two hours. Every yeah. day. You got me. I'm hooked. Yeah, just put that on the poster. Just the two of them staring at each other. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm, yeah. I would love to what see that. What are you doing? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Tom Cruise, by the way. Oh, no. What, what for? What, name one of the many things that people have bones to pick with Tom Cruise. So uh, I moved into my place uh, about 10, 10 months ago, I'd say roughly. Uh, the person that lived there before me was a member of the church of Scientology Mm -hmm. and I get mail for these people. I am not kidding you two or three times a week. There are two or three envelopes every single week. Okay. So I'm assuming you've already said this person doesn't live here. Please stop sending this my way. Exactly. I have crossed out the name I've written, moved Mm -hmm. on the envelope. I've put it back in the mail and I've been doing this every single week since i think like april because really? i held on to a few thinking oh what if the old you know the old tenant will will uh you know send a note saying hey uh, any mail there for me but no nothing I, I they're dodging scientologists as well um but it, it's it's nonstop, and they're like some of them are fancy envelopes other ones look like they're handwritten in a basement somewhere but it still says it's from the church of scientology and all that so i'm just like tom please Talk to you, L. Ron Hubbard or whoever you need to talk to to get this shit to stop. I, I can't handle it. Calling the church itself and asking if they could please stop sending it to the address. I yeah. Well, it comes from so it comes from some of them come from Florida, oh. uh, which one of the one of the okay. churches in Florida. So the, the the return address is is one of the churches in Florida. So mm-hmm. I don't know if if it was I don't know if it's a chapter. I have no idea. I, I plead ignorance when it comes to Scientology, but. Um, I just know that they have a, a very big budget for uh, mail, um, and, and, and I'd like for them to cut that down because it seems like it's all coming to my house. And I don't know if the people that uh, that that are members of the church owe money or yeah, if they're they, hiding. Oh yeah, and or if they have clearly they're levels. like hiding or something. They didn't want to change their address, and they still haven't been back to, to update their information. What do they say about people that get excommunicated? I think they call them toxic people or something like that. 
uh, I remember just, watching the Leah Remini um, documentary. That was actually really interesting. Really interesting. The docu series. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know if that. I think it's. I think they call them toxic people. But anyway, bottom line is, I, I'd like Tom Cruise himself to come pick up the mail. It's enough. Uh, I don't know if he's the one dropping it off at this point, but I, I'm just tired of it. It's, there's too much. He's busy, Dave. He's busy yelling at people. <laughs> he's busy screaming. You want to get his attention? Don't socially distance and don't wear your mask on yeah. the set. Then you'll get his attention. That's how you do it. I love it. I want to see Tom Cruise in charge of the CDC. What they've been doing for the last 10, 11 months down in America isn't working. Maybe they need a news conference every day where it's not cute little Anthony Fauci pops out. It's Tom Cruise that just screams at America for a couple minutes at a time to wear your mask and physically distance. Maybe that's what it'll take to end the pandemic. I want Tom Cruise in charge of the CDC. Donald Trump became president. So that should tell you that anything's possible at this point. Right. Get Tom Cruise up at the podium and he just, you know, he gets like that Tom Cruise look in the, <laughs> all right, so, uh, so listen up. I got a mission and it's not impossible. It's you wearing a fucking mask <laughs> yes. and he starts yelling. Yeah. I've got a, a girlfriend of mine is a teacher at an elementary school. She said, Kat, what, some of these days I'm so close. To, I'm just going to use Tom Cruise's audio. I'm going to play it over the fucking loudspeaker. For really? Wear your fucking mask. She said, Thank I'm you. so glad we're going on a break right now because they just can't fucking listen, Cat. <laughs> I guess they need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, it, Tom Cruise will show up at some point. Hopefully, he gets a, a nice cabinet position and then and then can can start to really, really lay down the law and get people following and listening. Hey, if anyone can do it, I guess it's Tom Cruise. You know what? I have a feeling Biden is just trying to get anybody he can that doesn't already to like him. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if he gave Tom Cruise a cabinet appointment. And by the way... I'll say it now. Joe Biden isn't looking so good lately. Have you seen any of his news conferences? He's like sort of uh, he looks exhausted and tired. And he, I don't I don't know how this is going to go here, guys. But, yeah, imagine Tom Cruise and Joe Biden running America. It'd be beautiful. That's I want to play that's something that's the for you. Cop movie I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Weekend of Biden's. There's going to be a movie. It's going it's to happen and it's going to be great. <laughs> I want to play something for you that went viral almost instantly yesterday. We all know Dr. David Williams. He's Ontario's chief medical officer. And from time to time, he does a news conference and he brings in the associate medical officer, Dr. Barbara Yaffe. Now, Barbara, her last name is spelled Yaff, Y-A-F-F-E. Very similar to Gaff, because that's what this woman does. She continuously puts her foot in her mouth. Twice now she's gone viral in this pandemic for dumb things that she said, including yesterday. Listen to this. I don't know why I bring all these papers. I never look at them. Oh, you're giving numbers I do. I go, oh, oh, oh. I don't say that. Did she really say that? <laughs> I just say whatever they write down for me. <laughs> That's why I just say whatever they write down for me. <laughs> I, 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 she could she could win over a lot of people if she came out and just had her own like slogan or tagline. It's like Yaff Queen, like just something. Yaff Queen, Yaff Queen. Like, like and, and people would just love her. They wouldn't care what she says. That go for it. Just you know go what? ahead. Nobody loves this more than the people who have the fucking conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. There's nothing more. Oh, to they're this, all over it. Honestly, because there's nothing more to this than quite literally. She has all these documents because she does what she does. She needs those numbers, those stats, those details. Do we, the public, need those numbers, those stats, those little details? No. So somebody summarizes all of those things in a nice, easy-to-consume way. They hand her the script, and that's it. There's no conspiracy to it. And I don't, I don't, she didn't say anything bad. 
It's so this whole thing is just like anyone who cares about it is clinging on to something that's n- not part of this story. Well, you get the so, you get the ah, you see, you see, you yeah. see. There's Ooh, the one telling her what to say. She's yeah. a robot. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> that's Kat's official stance. Shut up. I'm sick of it. Seriously, I'm though, sick of it. Like it, it's pretty obvious what happened there. She has a staff that work for her that prepare her daily notes for the part where she has to speak at the news briefing. She has the papers; they're there in case she needs to reference them during the Q and A. That's the simple end of story explanation for that. Now she probably shouldn't have said it because Cat. What is it they teach you uh, in the first thirty seconds of radio school? One of the things is that the mic is always assume the mic is always hot. It's always on. The mic is always on. Fuck bar. I guess they don't teach that in medical school. But though, they do wouldn't. They? No, no. <laughs> but if you're going to end up in a in a communications position or as a spokesperson for somebody, you do need that run through. Yeah. I, I think a lot of politicians would do very well to hire somebody who has media experience to yeah. really give them the you know the roundabouts and the ways to get through certain conversations and we we've said it a million times. There's and this is no knock on people who work in TV, but the best ad libbers are all radio people. Yep. Anybody who's ever been successful on TV has uh, in like a hosting position has some sort of radio experience. Take the biggest of the biggest and they've all got radio experience. It's because we have to think on our feet. We have to be fast. We have to. Whereas a lot of TV people will be looking at a teleprompter and if that teleprompter goes out, it's like a robot switch went off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, "I'm frozen. I don't know what to do." They even made fun of it in Anchorman. Yeah, you know, or he's he's so glued to that that uh, teleprompter. The second something goes wrong, fuck you, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. That's like one of my favorite lines ever. It's great, uh, but but it's you know the simple little um, the punctuation mistake uh, on on the teleprompter where he's like, I'm Ron Burgundy because there was yeah. a question mark at yeah. the end. It's brilliant. It um, but but th- those politicians who are up there giving press conferences and all that, they could do with some media training. Absolutely, and and you know how many times have we also had a story about about if it's not something they said, it's something they did. How many politicians have gone to the bathroom and their mic's on and everybody can hear them take a piss? That's like it's, it's simple stuff that like maybe there should be a course. Even if there was a course, would they listen? I don't know. But at least we can say that they've all had the media. It would really only be a one-day thing. Like it would be just a couple-hour course. Let's just no, go they need someone on don't staff. Don't you think? You think this is a full-time could, oh, deal? Oh, it's a full-time you think gig. So? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, then you don't get any Yaf Queen gaffes like that. Like Yaf Queen. Yaf Queen. Can we please make that a thing? Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. I need Yaf Queen. <laughs> um, yeah. I think she's just getting roasted for it. And, and I think it, the, the content is, is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. But it's it, people just, like you said, the conspiracy, you know, ones who dig to those conspiracy theories want something to hold on to. And as weak as this is and as flimsy as, as it is, they're going to grip it with both hands and mm-hmm. say, ah, oh, there's the proof I, I was looking for. Eh, Nobody really was more excited about that gaff from Yaff <laughs> than Randy fucking Hillier. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to run around Queens Park nude today, waving his hands in the air, oh, celebrating. Yeah. He's like, I'm the New Year's baby. <laughs> See, we proved it. 2021 <laughs> is our year. <laughs> oh, that's great. Serious question. Is re-gifting okay? Yes. Is it acceptable to take something that you've been given and give it to somebody else as if you got it for that person? Kat didn't even wait for the follow-up. Yeah. She's like, yep, yep, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Does it matter to you at all, though, that if I got you, uh, uh, if I put the time and effort into buying you a nice bottle of wine and you looked at it and thought, I don't even fucking drink this kind of wine. You could just give it away to somebody else, even though I put the effort into buying it for you. I've done it. I've done it. I know you have. (laughs) Bitch. It was a lovely.
friendly gesture, Scott, but I gave it to my neighbor. <laughs> so you're totally okay with it. No, I. you know what? I am. because Just because it might not be useful to you, it might be to somebody else. And what's the point in you buying something brand new for someone if you have something perfectly good? You just got to be careful that you don't make the mistake of accidentally giving it back like a year later the, to the person that gave it to you. That's what you got to look out for the most. But otherwise, I wouldn't be offended. You know, if someone gave me something, that's really nice. Maybe it did belong to someone else that, or that gave it to you at some point. That's okay. As long as I can still use it, that's great. Hmm. David, are you a regifter? Um, not really. Not really. No, you hang on to it. You've got that sentimental vibe to you. You kind, care. Kind You're a of. caring person. Uh, you know, I think. <laughs> I think or a hoarder, of, one or the other. Well, you're right. I, I think the truth of it is, is that I did. I wouldn't want to get caught because I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you got to be careful. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like if you. I feel if you if you're okay with the regifting, you can get uh, sloppy, and you know, you almost collect the gifts, and you go, ah, okay, so this one's going back out, and this one's going back out, and all of a sudden you've given a gift to somebody that they gave to you, uh, you know, at your wedding or something like that, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess I did received that from you didn't i you know <laughs> sorry about that it reminds me of the movie old school uh, it's true yeah another will ferrell movie where he's like uh gives him a bread maker as a housewarming gift and he goes i bought you this for your wedding he's like oh yeah oh, i love it thank you <laughs> <laughs> so great yeah my worry is just getting caught uh, I, I would i think that would be a really wretched feeling but some of the things you can get away with, you could just be like, yeah, I love mine so much. I got you one, right? Like, couldn't you just think of something at the moment? <laughs> Lie your pants off? Yeah, I loved my uh, whatever the hell it is. Egg Supreme whatever machine. I love so much. I bought it for you. The original right? gift receipt is still attached yeah. to it on the inside. You forgot <laughs> to take it off. You're like, oh, crap. You could totally get caught. Yes. But... As long as you maybe divide them by the the groups of people that gave them to you, you'll never intermingle groups. Oh come on, that's too much organization. <laughs> you know, it's like these are the gifts I got from family that I don't want, so I got to give these to friends. These are the gifts I got from friends that I don't want that I'm going to regift. I don't for know family. how many people regift that much that they need that, but that would be my fear too: is getting caught. Absolutely. If you're getting that many gifts that you don't want. Is it time to have a conversation with people about the things you like? It's <laughs> time to start making a you? fucking list. Yeah, yeah, right. Do they even yeah. know you? <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah. Why are you buying me these things that yeah. you that I am never going to like? Yeah. Will you make a New Year's resolution this year, Cat? No. You know, do them usually though. No. You don't like them? Don't believe in them? It's not that. No, I'm problem? all for it. If, if you, you do you, uh, boo-boo, if you feel like changing yourself or doing something, for some people it's starting a fresh page, a new page, but I'll just do things throughout the year, to be honest with you. If it's, it happens to be July and I think, I like to start doing this, I just do it. I don't know. That's just how I work, and it works for me. For some people, they need that January 1st. I feel refreshed. It's just a calendar, and a calendar was put together by whoever. Like It's really your life. You do what you want when you want. That's how I feel about it. In my experience, I've found that when you set a start date, you're setting up a date to start failing. And I know that sounds all, you know, right. <laughs> self-helpish and, and things like Tony Robbins kind of thing. When's but, your book coming out? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I find that, that when you do that, like I'll take the example of um, quitting smoking, right? So if, you, if you're going to quit smoking, you're like, you know what? January 1st, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to smoke all the darts in the world until January 1st. You, you're not really committing to to quitting, you're now setting yourself up for struggle. So if you want to quit something, you want to stop something, you want to make a resolution, start now. Now's the moment. The moment you're thinking about it, that's yeah. the moment you do start it. Start right now because this is when you have the motivation yeah. because you set yourself up for um, the anxiety that comes along with changing anything. 
So, I mean, Scott, you know this. Um, you, you've read that Alan Carr book about mm. uh, quitting smoking. And he, he kind of says the same thing in, in all of his books where it's like, don't wait for, for anything to start. If you feel that you've got to do something, do it now. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, do it. So I isn't there something though to setting a start like okay, you know what? I'm going to as of January 1st, I'm a non-smoker and until then I just get all those cravings out of my system. I can work up to it. Is that the wrong way to look at it? Yes, because you don't get rid of the cravings. Those don't go away January 1st because yeah. your body doesn't know that it's January 1st. We created the calendar. It's not a real thing. We created it. It's not, it's not, it doesn't mean anything in time and space and all of that stuff. So when you say, oh, January 1st is going to be the time, your body doesn't care. Your body doesn't know the difference between March 10th and January 1st. It doesn't know the difference. So you can't psych yourself up to start at that point. And if you, I mean, hey, there's people who have done it and all the power to you if you have been able to. But in my experience, it's been it's been much more difficult to do it that way and be successful. Well, I can confirm that this year, you are correct. You're setting yourself up for failure. 43% say they will make a New Year's resolution. That's one of the highest it's ever been. Usually mm. it's around 30, 35%. Well, it's been a fucked up year, Scott. Let's so be real. So 43% are making a New Year's resolution. And the number one thing they're resolving to do is go to the gym. Well, all the gyms are probably going to be closed in January. So. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Not happening. Uh, let me ask your honest opinion on this. I'm going for a massage today. Just trying to use up the last of those 2020 benefits. It's a guy doing my massage. And I don't like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, mister. I will not have a guy massage me. I'm assuming, first of all, you couldn't get an appointment with anybody else because it is end of December. Am I correct on that? Yeah, it's basically slim pickings. You got to take what you yeah, can get. You did a last minute appointment. Like, get it. It's so busy. Even the guy masseuses are getting appointments right now. So you're getting it done for the first time by mail. Why does that make you so uncomfortable to begin with? You know, I don't know. I'm really not sure. I think I've, I've always just had a female masseuse. Am I crazy in thinking that that's a primarily female occupation? Oh, I think it is a primarily female occupation. Yes. Yes, it is not. Yeah, it is. It is more rare to have a male RMT, uh, but they're there. They're out there, of course. Think of it like this. If, if I was at, like, let's say I'm having a New Year's party. If a girl came up and said, oh, you look tense. Let me rub your shoulders. I'd be, oh, okay, sure. If a guy came up behind me and said, oh, you look tense. Let me rub your shoulders. I'd be like, fuck well, no. Well, that's you weird because that's not his profession. But this is the guy's profession. He's a professional. This is what I he know. does. This might be the best massage of your life, dude. Yeah, it might I be. I think you have to separate the feelings you have like do, do you feel like when you go for a massage that there's a, a sexual feeling involved at all like i know this is maybe a little deep but go ahead scott let uh, us yeah. know like i don't imagine like it's not that kind of massage i'm assuming um but <laughs> not today <laughs> but <laughs> but if you're if you if i don't you, know there's neon lights in the window well, open it late. says spa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you're going there with with that kind of that feeling in your in your head, well, then you're going to probably have a hard time with it if it's a if it's a male uh, RMT. So you, I think you, it's you. You need to get rid of that. Yeah, feeling. this is a you problem, Scott. Yeah. Is what we're trying to say. Okay. Hey, and that's what I wondered. Is it a me thing or is that uh, normal in general? I mean, okay. And part of the reason that this is totally fine is that he has the exact same schooling and education as any of the female masseuses. He knows exactly what to do and what buttons to press, so to speak, to make you relax and get rid of the stress and the tension and the knots and all that sort of thing. 
The only thing is there I, any? Well, is, sorry, go ahead. Is there any difference though if it's uh, I don't know if I'm a guy and I prefer a female doctor? Because Kat, I think you prefer a female doctor over a male, don't you? I do. That's just based on my own personal experiences, though. But oh, I've never had any experience with a male masseuse, so I can't even lean See, on that. See, that's one. why I think you need to just give it a chance. Like I said, this might be the best massage of your life. I think yeah. you got to go in with a very clinical feeling and, a, and an idea of the experience. Like, I don't think you're going to get somebody coming in in short shorts, a, you know, with a, like a, a bulge that he's going to hang on, like rest it on your shoulder while he's rubbing your back. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't think you have to worry about that. And I, I wonder if that's actually a concern for you. But <laughs> no, yeah. it never crossed my mind that his bulge might re- lean on me. Sorry, my dick slapping you in the face one too many times there. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry about that. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and like I said, I think it's a, when you go in, you've got to make it a very clinical thing, like going to see a doctor. Yeah. It's not a, a fun experience. Getting getting a, a prostate exam is not a fun experience, um, and it would be made worse if the doctor did something like go, hmm, yeah. well, he did it, right? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> they you oh, sep- you separate yeah. that thing, but at the same time, I've never had a female RMT go mmm while she's massaging me either, right? <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry about it. I think it really is a clinical thing for them too. Uh, and and I bet you, as a, a male RMT, th- this person has probably dealt with this exact yes. thing every single time they have yes. a male customer. A keep customer, sure patient. I, I, keep that yeah. in mind. That's why you should keep an open mind. I bet you that they, the reason why they're they're available is for that exact reason. Most males will be uncomfortable, so they would opt for the female. Some females might even be more uncomfortable with the male, quite honestly, right, than they would. Yeah. Um, so get this Listen. guy, give this guy some work. Come on. Okay, well, I am giving him some work, and I'm definitely giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's just something I've never experienced before. One thing I will say, though, is I can't possibly be the only one that has a little hesitation there because when I booked the appointment, the woman answering the phone said, okay, so we've got you booked in. It's going to be at noon on Wednesday. And just so you know, it's a guy. So there's only men available. Yep. They they're know. used to it. They know. Yeah. They've like, heard it. Yeah. So you'll be in at 1230 with Carl and you're like, wait, whoa, Carl. <laughs> you know, Did you say Carla? Yeah, no. Wait, what? And he's like, no, it's Carl. It's Carl. And, and he is going to beat the snot out of you. <laughs> That's the thing, right? If you go for a Deep tissue massage with a guy, he's basically going to put a hole right in your back. <laughs> he's going to punch you in the spine. Yeah. Wow, I feel better. Thanks. He'll <laughs> leave with bruises all over your back. Like, you come sucks. out as Gumby. Just well, and I've around. had massages um, from an RMT that, that was pretty petite, and she hurt me. Powerful. Yeah, it, yeah. The small ones are the most powerful ones. They get I'll tell right you. in there. Yes. They, I mean, they're putting all their weight into it and then you get a knuckle in your oh, neck yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. The next day you can't walk. You can't sit up. It's like, you're going to feel a little tense. Like, no shit. I've been physically bruised before. Like, yeah. physically bruised by the tiniest woman. Yep. So, yeah, it's true. You never really know. Scott, so, Scott, you have the idea that he's going to, like, straddle your back or something like that? Is that, <laughs> is that a fear? Like, he's going to start tickling your toes? Like, what are you worried about? What is that fear? <laughs> this little piggy went to the market. <laughs> Guess where this piggy's going? Like, is that your fear? <laughs> okay, one thing I will say is one time I got a massage and I had um, a, a female masseuse and she was a, a semi-pro athlete. She played in one of the organized basketball leagues. And that one I had scheduled for a deep tissue and I don't know why I scheduled a deep tissue massage oh, instead of just a typical little, relaxation that's massage. Bad news. Doing. Yeah. This woman kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit.
Like, it's one thing to go in for that deep tissue massage. It's another thing when they can go as deep as they want because they're an athlete and they are strong as shit. She's like, setting you up for the pick and roll and, and, and she's dunking on you and you're like, what the hell? How did this happen? <laughs> very much so. And on that, we will say, I got to go for a massage. So thank you very much for listening, Goodbye. everybody. <laughs> Enjoy. No, thank you. I'm very excited. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.